As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Athletic FPL Podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. Recording this episode Sunday night, not long after Riyad Mahrez did the business for those who took the gamble on the Manchester City midfielder. However, it was a frustrating Sunday for Erling Haaland triple captainers with the forward not taking the penalty and going off at half-time. FPL can be a cruel game at times. It's been a frustrating game for most managers so far, but hopefully there will be plenty of points to come on Wednesday night when Arsenal welcome Manchester City to the Emirates. There's also the small matter of a Merseyside derby on Monday night, and the Champions League returns this week. Spurs are in Milan on Tuesday, Chelsea travel to Dortmund Wednesday, and Manchester United will be in action in the Europa League on Thursday evening away to Barcelona. So hold off on making your FPL transfers until Friday after the pressers. It's a Saturday deadline in FPL this week, so I will be back with another episode on Friday. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe so you don't miss that one. Game Week 24 is a regular game week with all teams playing just once. On today's episode, I'll touch on how my double Game Week 23 is going so far. Welcome three new members from the same team to the 59th Minute Club. Update the watch list, answer questions from Twitter, and discuss captaincy and potential transfers for Game Week 24. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. A quick review of Double Gaming 23 so far. In terms of transfers, ended up doing two frees. Bruno Fernandes out for Kevin De Bruyne and Martinelli out for Odegaard. So hasn't paid off just yet, but De Bruyne's got an extra game over Bruno, who thankfully blanked. And hopefully Odegaard, better chance of starting midweek. I'm kind of hopeful now as a non-owner that Trossard might get a start against City after his goal off the bench. So long term, happy to own Odegaard's and hopefully De Bruyne does the business in the second game of the double. And hopefully he also starts in game week 24. 47 points with Haaland captain De Bruyne, Saka, Odegaard and Ben White to play again. Currently on a small red arrow, but hopefully if things go well Wednesday night, that can turn green. Not too many points this week. Luke Shaw came in with 12, a much needed 12-pointer. Would have been a pretty big red arrow 
if he didn't save the day. Rashford with eight and Saka with six. And those blanks from Kepa, Trippier, Botman and Harry Kane. And just to rub salt in the wound, Miguel Almiron with 10 points stuck as my first sub. Shoutouts from the game week. A warm welcome to the 59th Minute Club, to the Aston Villa trio. Luca Dean, Emmy Buendia and Leon Bailey. Notable mentions for Gabriel Martinelli. Made it to 61 minutes. That follows his 58th minute appearance in the game before that. So as we suspected, his minutes are severely under threat now. Notable mention as well for Cunha at Wolves. He joined the club on the last episode with a 59th minute appearance. He followed up with a 58, so very close to -to back-to-back 59s. Haaland gets a shout-out for his half-time substitution. At Manchester United, Malasia and Sancho were very lucky boys. Also just made it to the 60-minute mark. And I had to mention the Nottingham Forest centre-backs. I don't think I've ever seen this before. Both Nottingham Forest centre-backs off injured after six minutes. So as always, Wednesday nights and next weekend, keep an eye on those clocks. And make sure you tag me any tweet if you see any 59-minute substitutions. A watch list update now. Players added, first of all, following the weekend's action. A couple of Chelsea players. Reese James, back on the watch list. Hasn't been there for a while. Like I've said a few times, it's going to take a lot for me to go back there after the pain he's caused in not just this season, but in previous seasons as well. I never seem to get Reese James at the right time, but may look to double up on the Chelsea defence in the near future. Already have Kepa. Reese James joins Barry Ashile on my watch list. His teammates also Joe Felix, who was on the score sheet in Gimme 23, so 7.5 million in FPL. Chelsea are also very attractive because they don't have any blank game weeks on the horizon, so they cover you quite well for Gimme 25. I think they play Gimme 28 as well. So now that Joe Felix has his suspension behind him, I think he could become a popular FPL pick at a very friendly price. Final player added, Ollie Watkins at Aston Villa has picked up a goal in each of his last three appearances. He's taken along nicely under the new manager. Seems to be benefiting from Unai Emery being in charge. Again, if you're in the market for a cheap striker, Aston Villa are another team who cover you quite well for the blank game weeks. Quite a few players removed from the watch list following the game week. Again, some of these were Manchester City picks. I went for De Bruyne. I didn't bother with the defenders. So I've removed Aki and the Kanji. Pep Guardiola also removed Aki and the Kanji from the starting 11 during the weekend. So no longer interested in those guys. Too much rotation. Laporte and Diaz are back in the picture. There was already doubts over the game time of these players, so I think the waters are even muddier now. So just going to avoid the Manchester City defence. Also removed Fabian Scher. They've got the blank in Game Week 25. I've got Trippier, Botman and Almiron. So I'll be looking to lose at least one, if not two, of those players. Most likely Almiron and Botman before Game Week 25 arrives. So not looking at Fabian Scher until after that. Also removed Willie Bowley, who picked up an injury. Pedro Porro had a very short stay on my watch list. Not interested in buying a Tottenham defender when they've just conceded four to Leicester. Speaking of Leicester, I've removed Tete as well. He's the 5.5 million winger. If I end up buying a Leicester attacker in the near future, James Madison is probably my number one candidate. Harvey Barnes is right up there. Ian Acho has Amers as an option now, so just won't have space for Tete. I think there's probably three better options there in the Leicester attack. 
Nketi has gone from Oasis as well. I still think he's a very good option, but I'm already tripled up on Arsenal with Saka, Odegaard and Ben White. So usually when I'm tripled up on a team, I don't keep assets from that team on the watch list. And finally, Callum Wilson, another no-show with an injury. Isaac got the start. So again, with that blank game 25, now is not the time to be buying Callum Wilson. So that's the watch list updated ahead of Gimme 24. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Time to answer some Twitter questions now. There wasn't as many questions as usual, which often happens when a lot of managers have had a bad game week. They disappear from Twitter. They don't want to see those people posting their good scores. So I've picked out eight questions this week rather than ten. And I'm sure by the time we get to Friday's episode, there'll be a lot more questions to cover. First question is from Shane Malone. Should we roll our transfer to have two frees for Game 25 if there's no fires to put out and your team looks healthy? Yeah, I think so. I think that's the case most game weeks anyway. If you don't have any issues and your team looks pretty strong already for the upcoming game week, it's always nice to save a transfer, have that extra week of information and have more flexibility the following game week. Obviously, give me 24 this week and then give me 25 after that. Some teams blank, some teams double. So having two free transfers for that when it actually arrives might be quite useful. I think that's my early plan for this game week. At the moment, I don't seem to have any issues. Need to keep an eye on Erling Haaland to see if there's any issues there. But hopefully he'll make an appearance midweek and we won't need to worry about selling him. So yeah, I'm looking at saving a transfer and then when we get to 25 remove some of those players who don't have a fixture and most likely bring in one or two that have a double game week, the likes of Everton assets and possibly Liverpool as well. Question from Sean. As an FPL asset, is Kevin De Bruyne done? And is it worth a switch to another City midfielder? So I put out the post for questions about five or ten minutes after the Man City game ended and there was about 10 or 15 very angry Kevin De Bruyne owners posting questions. I'm a new De Bruyne owner. Am I concerned having watched the game on Sunday? Yes, slightly, but let's give him Wednesday night and see how he goes. My plan was always get him in for the double. Hope he plays, I think it's Forrest in game 24. Hopefully he gets another start there and then probably lose him for Mohamed Salah for Liverpool's double game week 25. So it's short term for me for De Bruyne. But hopefully he can get his finger out midweek and do something. Because if you look at his returns since the restart, the last eight appearances, De Bruyne has zero goals, two assists and zero bonus points. And if you compare that to his teammate Riyad Mahrez, who in hindsight I wish I went for instead of him, four goals, five assists and nine bonus points. So I think if you are losing De Bruyne at some point in the near future and you want a Manchester City midfielder, 
Mares is on it this season. He's much cheaper. He's playing very often. And De Bruyne is not the FPL asset he once was. Hopefully that can change. But at the moment, Mares is money better spent. And again, if you're losing De Bruyne, it doesn't mean you have to go for a Mares replacement. You go to the Arsenal guys first, I think. You go Saka, you go Odegaard, you go Rashford if you don't for some reason have him yet so there's plenty of options out there De Bruyne I don't think will be in many teams for the long term question from El Capitan can we consider Trossard as a top Arsenal FPL asset now the short answer here is no because rotation you know you're going to be it's a bit like Martinelli I think Martinelli and Trossard now they're going to share game time so every Arsenal team sheet if you own Trossard or if you own Martinelli, you're going to be sweating. Are they going to start? It's going to be very interesting to see who gets the nod for the Manchester City game midweek. The big one, because Trossard had a big impact when he came off the bench. Obviously, he got on the score sheet. He's looked good in all his cameo appearances from the bench. And Martinelli, fantastic player, but he hasn't been on it the last couple of games. So, big call for Arteta to make midweek. So, yeah. I still think you avoid Trossard. I think unless there's an injury to one of those two players, I don't see myself going back to that side of the Arsenal attack. Question from Mohamed Farez. Who is the best replacement for Martinelli? So again, if you're looking to sell Martinelli for Gaming 24, Saka and Odegaard is the obvious place to go. Saka, if you're not worried about budget, I think he's the best asset from that Arsenal attack. If you think you might need cash later for Liverpool assets, for example, in Game 25, if they look better Monday night and in Game 24, you might want to go Odegaard to save a few bob. So keep that in mind. Elsewhere, Madison's looking very good at Leicester, even though the fixture's not fantastic. He's been smashing it. He's just long term over the last you know 18 months, two years. Madison has been a very, very consistent FPL pick. So Madison, around 8 million is a good option. And again, Martinelli Tamares, if you've got a bit of cash, is an option there as well. Question from Randy Eshelman. Planning for Game 25 and beyond, who do you prefer from the Chelsea midfield? Enzo, Fernandez, or Mudrik? So I don't really like either. I just think this Chelsea attack, there's too many moving parts, there's too many new faces. I do like Joe Felix when it comes to the forwards. I think he should get significant game time. But the midfielders, I think, we've seen it already with Mudrick. He's not afraid to pull him off at half time. And I think Enzo Fernandez again, minutes-wise, should be pretty safe. Should get as many as anyone in the Chelsea team. Obviously a fantastic player, but is he going to be a fantastic FPL prospect? I'm not convinced. So I think you probably just avoid Enzo and Mudrick, at least until we see... A little bit more. But for me, when it comes to Chelsea, when it comes to Graham Potter, it's still the defensive assets that I'm more interested in. I'm more likely to double up on the defence than I am to get an attacker in alongside Kepa. Question from Love Yours. Is it a good time to bring in Joe Felix or Iheanacho? So again, looking at these teams, both are pretty good. Chelsea in particular are pretty good in terms of navigating blank gimmicks and stuff like that. So the Chelsea schedule for Joe Felix is Southampton. Then they play Tottenham in blank game 25 when a lot of other players don't have a fixture. Then it's Leeds, Leicester, Everton in blank game 28. So again, Chelsea are good for these blanks. And then it's a possible double game 29 for the Blues. So it does feel like a good time to take a punt on Joe Felix. 
In terms of Leicester, their fixture schedule is Manchester United, Arsenal, Southampton, Chelsea. So you could say three of the next four are tricky, but they've been very impressive. You know, I think it's four goals in their last two games, each of their last two games. So this front four of Barnes, Tete, Madison, Ian Acho, it looks really good. And hopefully it's here to stay, because if it is here to stay, I think Madison, Barnes, Ian Acho, and maybe even Teddy as well, they're all going to be big FPL options for us for the last part of the season so going past that for Leicester it's United Arsenal Southampton Chelsea then it's a likely blank game week 28 and then it's a likely double game week 29 so Chelsea are slightly more attractive in terms of the fixture schedule but those Leicester attackers have certainly caught the eye in recent game weeks question from Sean Saunders with game week 25 in mind would you go for a Wolves or Everton defender and if so, which one would you go for? So yeah, in terms of Wolves and Everton, they've both got a double game of 25. They've also both got a decent home fixture this weekend, so it feels like an okay time. If you're not saving your transfer, you could start preparing for game of 25. You could get Everton defender this week, or you could get a Wolves defender. I prefer Everton because I think their double game fixtures are slightly better. Uh, and I think under Sean Dice, we come to expect clean sheets from Everton between now and the end of the season. This weekend, Everton are at home to Leeds and Wolves are at home to Bournemouth. So Wolves have the better fixture this week. But I think I fancy Everton more for the double. So if you're going for Everton, I think you go Tarkowski. You don't overthink it. He's only about 4.2 million. He's a goal threat. And at Wolves, again, I don't think you spend much here. You probably go Kilman at 4.3 so there's plenty of cheap options there at both teams goalkeepers are options as well but I do I think Pickford is cheaper than Jose Sa Pickford could be a good goalkeeper pick for the rest of the season question from Danny Herds who do I start filtering into my squad now for double game week 27 so what Danny's referring to here is the teams that have a double game week in game week 27 they're Brighton Brentford Crystal Palace and Southampton. Now, most of my notes here are negative on these teams because, first of all, Brighton and Brentford don't have a game in 25, so it doesn't feel like a good time to buy the likes of Tony or Matoma. It was fine to do that a couple of weeks ago. Southampton are bottom of the league without a manager, so you don't really want any of their assets at the moment either. And Crystal Palace in game week 27, yes, they have a double game week, but one of the games is Manchester City. And the other one is Brighton, who are a very good side at the moment. So I don't think we need to really worry too much about these teams uh, yet for Double Game Week 27. I think it's a case of let Brighton and Brentford get their blank game week out of the way in 25. And then in 26, maybe we start looking at the likes of Ivan Tony again, Matoma, Estupin, and there's plenty of good FPL picks there. I think a strategy that is going to emerge, and I've seen a few people mention it already on Twitter, some people probably wildcard early now. There's a, a route you could go, you could wildcard give me 26 or give me 27. You could then possibly free hit in give me 28 and then possibly bench boost around give me 29 or in one of those couple of game weeks after. But again, I'll touch on that in more detail on Friday's episode this episode is supported by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League Two after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the team's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher league. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenge and rise again into League One? 
FX is welcome to Wrexham, all new, Thursdays on FX, stream on Hulu. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Game week 24 captaincy now. A quick look at it. The early kickoff on Saturday is Aston Villa versus Arsenal. So Saka is a captaincy candidate there. Odegaard also, but I think there's probably better options this game week. Haaland, if there's no fitness issues, if he plays midweek, he plays Nottingham Forest away in game week 24, so I quite like that for the captaincy. Rashford, very attractive at home to Leicester, who don't keep too many clean sheets. Hurricanes home to West Ham, and Ivan Tony is at home to Crystal Palace. So I think there's quite a spread of good captaincy candidates in game week 24. For me, though, I think if Haaland's okay, Usually stick to the tried and trusted Captain Haaland away to Nottingham Forest, which is not a great fixture now because Nottingham Forest are defending quite well at home in particular, although lost a couple of centre-backs to injury recently, so we need to monitor that situation. I think Rashford, if I didn't go Haaland, I think Rashford at home to Leicester would probably get the armband. Very early thoughts on transfers. One free transfer, 1.6 million in the bank. Mentioned it earlier. If there's no issues, if there's no injuries to deal with when it gets to Friday, the plan is to bank the transfer, have two frees to navigate game week 25 when there's some teams blanking, some teams doubling. So I'll come back to transfers on Friday's episode. That's it for the early in the week episode. Like I said, back on Friday after the pressers to round up the team news, answer more questions and discuss captaincy and transfers in more detail. If you'd like to hear more content from me during the week, check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general where there'll be an iTest podcast on Tuesday and a live stream on Thursday night. Thanks for listening folks. Talk to you at the end of the week. The Athletic.